we should be good to go. Perfect. Caleb Agata, episode, what episode is this now? 19? You're the first repeat guest in a Scandi sports history. That's that's big time, bro. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Milestones. Anything, uh, anything major happened between uh, last time we spoke on a pod? And uh, I don't think anything too crazy happened, but you know we're about to get into everything. So yeah, yeah, not not too much. You know, we didn't play in the NBA or anything. It's just <laughs> it's just uh, one of those things. Before we get started, I'm actually gonna do my first ever self promo. Scandi Sports. Get the merch. Get Scandi. your merch. <laughs> get your merch. Uh, Scandisports.com slash merch. I'm selling the t-shirts. Um, to everyone in the States that bought a shirt, thank you so much. Uh, it's kind of a process to get to you, but it's good. It's going to get there. And hats are coming. That's out of the way. I got Caleb Agata in the building. I need to start this question, the this podcast off with kind of an outrageous question. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to take in the Burlington basketball scene when you were back. You've been back for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You saw Burloke play. You saw that you were in the final. Yeah. You watched the finals. Ignis's brother was yeah. playing. Burloke was playing. So, Caleb Agata's blessed team versus Burloke Elite. What? Caleb Agata's blessed team versus yeah. Burloke Elite. Oh, come on, bro. That's not even a question. We're smoking everybody by 30. By 30. By 30. So, you're winning, you're winning the 2021 chip. 30. Who's on that Bless- team? Blessed Sacrament, we had me, we had Abednego, we had Demetrius Rakas, we had Daniel McCullough, we had, um, who else we have? We had Anthony Mercanti, we ha- I'm just naming random names now. <laughs> we had um, Spencer Dawson. Okay, so you guys are, you guys are going to bully them, but come on, they, they play well. What, who, Burlock or <laughs> Burlock, bro. bro. I'm not, like, and obviously, I, I don't, and it's crazy because I don't want to be one of those older heads who's like, back in my day, we want to smoke them, but... Back in my day, we would have smoked them. Like I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? You don't you don't get as far as you got without mm-hmm. without having that sort of confidence exactly. in your game. So yeah, we joked about in the beginning. A couple things happened between uh, episode three and now. Um, so I want to pick up sort of kind of pretty close to where we left off. You had a game against Tel Aviv. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, Man. we're going all the way back. We're, we're bridging we're the gap. We're going all here. the way back, huh? We're gonna. I'll start you off by saying you scored forty-three points. Kale, okay, take the mic. Oh. <laughs> uh, I scored forty-three against Maccabi Tel Aviv. Uh, just regular season game, home game. Just did what I had to do. Best team in the league, right? Yeah. Usually, that's the team that has the former NBA players and the guys that. Um, who, who just. A player from that team just went to the league not too long ago. Uh, Elijah Bryant. Right. So th- that's kind of like the premier team in that league. And mm-hmm. you, you draft 43. So what's like, and I think I was, I was watching back the highlights today. I think at one point it was like 70, 71. And you guys win like 90 to 73. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we had, uh, we had an amazing game. Um, I was on fire and my teammates, Amazing teammates did a good job getting me the ball and making me feel comfortable and making me feel that I needed to do. I wasn't capable of doing what I did to win the game, and that's basically all she wrote. It was an amazing experience. My coach had an amazing dinner with him before the night, uh, uh, the night before the game, which put a lot of things in perspective for me. And uh, just, I just wanted to do something special for just a club and the organization because they did a good job making me feel at home the whole year. And at that time, you weren't even that far removed from the hamstring, 
right? Yeah, I, I had torn my hamstring. I don't even remember. Probably in. I think we did November. our podcast in like yeah in like yeah. December area, and you December were like kind of six weeks in or something. So like I might have been. I might have been just still injured, or I might have been um, coming off injury. But yeah, I had torn my hamstring. Physio staff on Beersheva, which is a club I just played for, amazing. Yeah. Did a great job getting me back to normal and haven't had a problem with it since. So, But by all accounts, you, you had an amazing time in Israel. Amazing time in Israel. But there was uh, a period towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. world news, it was it was scary. It yeah. was wild. Um, it was wild being in Israel with the whole Palestine and Israel tensions and seeing how fire was going was definitely not the easiest thing to be a part of especially if it's your first time experiencing that and it just made me realize like there's a lot more to life than just playing basketball so i definitely didn't want to be in an environment to to set the table you were in israel that's that's really that's your you know the country that you're playing in and at the same time there's this unrest happening the israel-palestine unrest and it's it's hot. It, it's going. There's missiles in the air. Yeah. I remember one of your Instagram stories. You're, you yeah, there's missiles in the air. Bombs dropping. Um, my house was vibrating at the time. City alarms going off, saying that your like your city's about to get bombed. Going to save. It was just a lot, bro. Like <laughs> it was so much that, like the night it all kind of transpired. I didn't even sleep. And then we had practice the next morning. So I'm driving to practice, like head out the window, trying not to. You know? so, so that night you you got an alert or something bro we had like first off the night is like sirens start going off mm-hmm. we we like literally like middle of the night and i'm like what like so i'm stupid i should have gone straight to the safe room but i'm just trying to see what's going on so i go by the window and like boom boom you start hearing noises and the whole apartment just starts vibrating at that point, like, I see my TV's vibrating about to fall, so I have to go catch my TV, put it on the floor. I'm like, okay, like, it's time to go in the safe room. Go in the safe room. Uh, the remainder of the night, it was like that, on and off, on and off, and then it was a little silent for a little bit. Went to practice the next morning, crazy, and then the bomb. Was there any, like, sort of, hey, guys, maybe we shouldn't practice today? We That happens quite <clears throat> relative. Like, that happens quite a bit in Israel, so, like, they didn't really take this seriously as somebody who was having to for the first time. So they were very nonchalant about it, and like they had, like not nothing really bad happened, you know, nothing too catastrophic. It was just the bombing, and that was it. So I guess you could say all of my fear was kind of misplaced. If I had listened to them, I probably would have. Been I don't saved. think it's misplaced. I think it was just a bomb. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind a of a bomb, crazy. Bro, but it's normal over there how they see versus how I see. They're two different things, and that's where we couldn't see eye to eye, and I had to kind of just split. Yeah, and there's like. Um, the concept of of the safe room like that's yeah. that's something that's just, sca- yeah you don't want to it's tough but I, other than that like i had love i have mad love for israel that was an amazing league amazing country um oh for, th- those things are completely out of their control yeah. like you, you, there's not a referendum on them or anything yeah. but yeah and, and you were uh i think you were pretty vocal about it questioning the circumstances yeah. of it all what was like the tension um on that front like was it just hey like i don't agree how we're just proceeding with the year like this or uh, what do you what do you mean? So when the Israel Palestine conflict is going mm-hmm. on, you know, bombs in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be misremembering, but I, I feel like you had some. Was it an Instagram story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, a lot of the imports were uncomfortable. I wasn't the only one who was uncomfortable right. with the situation. So we all collectively came together and put out a statement about how we weren't feeling safe, and mm-hmm. we prefer like the season to just be cut short, so we could just go back with our families. So yeah, I still stand by that, and that's what happened. Right, and the season winds down. Uh, would they consider that a successful season? 
How, how did the season hope. end? You guys made playoffs, right? We made the playoffs, which is big time. We ended up making the playoffs. I had left a couple of games early, but mm-hmm. again, my teammates and the coaches were amazing, so I had no doubt that we were going to make playoffs. Um, I wish I was there with them, to be honest. Watching on TV at home mm-hmm. or on my laptop at home was kind of tough, but um, like it, it, it is what it is. Um, we ended up. I don't know. We had. Four, I think I might have missed four games total. Right. But um, uh, and then after that there was playoffs, and then we played Maccabi Tel Aviv in playoffs. So that was yeah. crazy. I wish I was there for that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> let them know it wasn't. It wasn't no fluke game because you, you were you, back to that Maccabi Tel Aviv game. Like you were trending upwards. Like there was there was rumblings. There was mm-hmm. I think a couple of high twenty games. Mm-hmm. Did you score thirty? Back to back thirty. Yeah. Um, uh, two wins, two. Um, it was just a long season, man. Like, and then I had ups and downs, ups and downs. But it was a very successful season. So, and that led right to um, something you take a lot of pride in. It was national team time. Yeah. At that point, you finished this season off in Israel. I th- think you're one of the league leaders in, mm-hmm. in points. Obviously, up there with steals. Yeah. All, all of that. But what happened to MVP? Was that even? I I, I stopped following, but I feel like. Those stats were MVP worthy. Were you in contention? I, I don't even remember, to be honest. <laughs> um, I didn't even expect anything. I knew I left early. That was so a lot of that stuff would have been put in jeopardy. Right. Um, but it is what it is. Everything happens for a reason. I think I might have been second team, mm-hmm. something like that. Bro. Second team. Second team, bro. It's all good, bro. Honestly, yeah. like for me, it's nothing. Like it's just more fuel to the fire. Um, when I seen that, like I was already locked in for national team, so it gave me an extra burst to to really push even harder. And from my conversations with you, heading into the national team, I don't know if it was necessarily a lock that you were even going to make the team. Is that, is that unfair to say? Definitely was not a lock. Um, it was because I played with the national team several times before this, but not in the Olympics or any big time. There was the World Cup, which was two years ago, right before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even make that team. Like I wasn't even close to make that team. Yeah. Um, I was still young in my career, young and figuring a lot of things out. So um, nobody had seen my growth, per se. Actually, no, I had uh, with the national team, I went to Rwanda, and people kind of seen that I had seen the growth a little bit, but mm-hmm. not to the point where they thought that I'd be one of the guys on the Olympic team. So going in, um, I was super nervous as to what I thought I could accomplish over there. So I just had a conversation with my mom, and she just said, do what you're there to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Just be yourself. Like, if you're meant to be there, you're going to be there. If you're meant to make it, you're going to make it. So just do that. That's the mentality I kind of went in with, and then just kept the same routine, staying in the gym, staying locked in, working out. So. And this all leads <laughs> up to the infamous Team USA game. Yeah. Was What was the belief in the Nigerian national team heading into that game? Was it like, hey, this is this is on the table for us? Yeah, for real. It was. We believed in ourselves. We had been practicing really, really hard. We had been, um, we'd been together for quite a while. Um, cuts were being made, but um, the team was being finalized and put together at the end. Um, so going into the game, we knew that if we played the way we knew how to play, the way we... Everybody practiced playing, um, that there was a shot. And then you know how basketball goes. He starts making shots early, start building confidence. Then what seems like what might be impossible becomes more and more possible up until the point where you get there. And then it's like do or die, make a shot, right. win the game. So, And you're talking from a team perspective, but obviously you yourself had an incredible game. Mm-hmm. Like, 
my parents had to check on me a couple of times because I was screaming. <laughs> but uh, um, so how was your preparation to that game? What did you, did you do anything differently or you didn't try to think about the moment or what was the approach? Uh, the approach was, this is it, like, this, the approach was honestly the exact same as the Maccabi Tel Aviv game. Mm-hmm. Um, the only song, the only thing that I did differently is I played one song the whole day, which was Knock the Hustle by J. Cole, which was really like, that's probably a top three song for me all time. <laughs> um, and it really did a good job of just helping me focus and, mm-hmm. and, and I could really relate to the song in that moment because I was tired of kind of being slept on. It was an mm-hmm. opportunity for me to kind of make a name for myself and put myself in, in, in a, a situation that I, that I felt I deserved to be in. Um, so that was it. I didn't really think about the game too much. I didn't really stress out about anything. It was just like, this is the opportunity. This is what you're doing. This is where you're coming from. This is what could potentially happen if you make the most of it. And that's what I, that's basically what I did. So when you're blowing by Zach Levine, getting to the rim, it's just, I'm, <laughs> I prepared for this. Yeah, I've been, I, I worked for that a lot. Um, anybody who knows me very well knows that like, I'm just in the gym. Above mm-hmm. everything else, that's my favorite place to be. Um, so every shot, layup, crazy bucket I've hit, I've done those, practiced those a bunch of times. There's a moment I remember pretty <clears throat> vividly, unfortunately for you, but mm-hmm. uh, in that game, you're cooking, people are starting to turn up for you. Mm-hmm. You go to the rim, I think Draymond Green gets a block oh, on yeah. you. And the camera goes to Draymond Green, you underneath the net. Mm-hmm. And he says something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what he said? Do you remember what he said? He was just like... He didn't say nothing disrespectful. Shout yeah. out Draymond, first off. He was a, like, he's a really, really nice guy, and he was super, like, positive in the game, which is, I didn't think he was going to be like that, you yeah. know? But um, that's what he does, you know? He's seen me cooking, and then he's like, like I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to guard this guy, yeah. you know? So that's exactly what he did, and then he told me that. He's like, it's not going to be that easy. Yeah, something along those lines, and I'm just like, man, like, are you filtering yourself for the podcast? You can, you can, you can cut. No, I, I don't even remember to be honest. Yeah. But it was just like he just like he wasn't the one for that. You yeah, know? I had been cooking. I thought I had an easy layup on Draymond Green, and he's like, I'm there Draymond no Green. There's no easy <laughs> like you know. I do this. I play defense. I lock up. So like you're not about to, you know. So it sucked. I wish I had a second go at it. Probably would have gone at it a little bit differently, but that's what he does. And. You know, he showed me love after the game, so I'm going to show him love. He's a good block, good defensive player. Did you let yourself digest the moment while you're in it? Like, hey, I'm on a court right now with KD. What, uh, you, no. You, you didn't even enjoy the moment? No. It's like, the moment is... I can enjoy the moment now and in the future when I laugh with my kids. I was trying yeah. to really do something special that summer, you know? At that point, I was really trying to make the Olympic team, and then after that, hopefully make the NBA, you know? So... Mm-hmm. I knew that, like, when you chase things like that, you need the utmost focus. You can't just pretend. And one thing you, you get, like, the Team USA games was an amazing, and I appreciate it, but mm-hmm. I didn't come to this. I didn't come into the summer looking to to score 17 against USA. Right. You know, I came to make the Olympics, and I came to make the NBA after. Everything else along the way was just everything else along the way. And that's actually something I wanted to, to touch on, and I didn't know what the, the best way to present it is. Mm-hmm. You know me do that. I support you, but did, did you have that? I guess you kind of just already touched on it, but you mm-hmm. had the moment where it's like, hey, um, I don't want this 17 points against USA to be the thing that yeah. people remember me for. Yeah. Do you have that, you had that moment? Yeah, like for sure. Even to this day, it's like I'm about to go to Australia. I'm about to um, start a new journey, you mm-hmm. know? 
So I'm super excited for that. Like everything else in the back is in the back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to make new, new milestones in my life. I'm looking to 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 take it to another level, and just keep pushing. Take this basketball thing like as far as I could possibly go. If it's getting into the NBA, it's getting into the NBA. If it's getting top league Europe, getting top league Europe. If it's killing Australia, killing Australia. Whatever it mm-hmm. is, whatever is meant for me, I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna work for it. And just keep pushing after. Is it exhausting always revisiting it? It's only it only happened a few months ago, yeah. but I'm sure you get it a lot. It's exhausting in terms of like just the frustrations around it, but in like it's just because I'm just that's who I am. I'm a very competitive person. I'm a very result like I'm result based. So like if I don't get the results I wanted overall, it's gonna have an effect on how I feel in the moment. I'm learning how to deal with it. And I know in like five, ten years, like I'm probably gonna be the first, like I'll probably be in the bar somewhere talking about I had seventeen against you. Yeah, closer to ten, like not that. not five. But uh, <laughs> but for now it's like I wanna I really wanna push this as far as I can push it in. That team USA game is not the far I've already I I, I got here, got there, and I'm trying to keep going. Yeah, and after after the game, were you like, okay, I made the roster now? <laughs> uh, after the, I wasn't even like, I'm, I wasn't even sure I made the roster yet because a lot of my brothers, a lot of my teammates, they was neck and neck with me in making this final cut, so I knew it would be a hard decision for the coaches. Um, but I was like, man, I just got to keep pushing. We got two more games after that. I knew I had to be solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember we played Argentina and Australia. Yeah, um, I think I was okay. Maybe I was decent. Um, it, it definitely it dropped off yeah it, it definitely, it definitely dropped, dropped off. off but um like i did what i did to make the team so that was why i was super super uh happy with with the whole process hey drag us back to the usa again yeah. but i gotta ask what's your phone like when you come back from that experience so my phone went crazy versus tel aviv mm-hmm. and then it went even crazier versus usa like but man yeah, it was just blowing up. Honestly, like literally, it was just blowing up. Like I was getting some type of notification every second, message, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever. Everybody was just going crazy. I appreciate all the love, by the way. Thank you for every, everyone who showed me love. No, and that's something you've been pretty vocal about as well. Mm-hmm. It's you, you can you take all the support that you get, and just keep like he moving. genuinely means it when he's when he's there. Like, like, I do like all that positivity. It, it's. It's not why I do it. I do it for the love of the game and the passionate and because I could, like, call this my, my sport. But for everybody who just noticed and, and, you know, we had some type of relationship at some point during this whole life journey, um, for you to take time to just reach out, like, and support, I really do appreciate that. What do you can remember the most fondly about the Olympics experience? You look like you were a kid in the candy store when you were walking out in the uh, opening ceremonies. Was, it was dope. It was a great experience. Because uh, you're very prideful of the fact that you're Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really quickly. Sorry, just to completely mess you up. I, I don't even have it on my list here, so yeah. I wanted to make sure I got this out. Yeah. Born in Nigeria. Yeah. Every article I read, yeah. born in Burlington. Yeah, I don't know. You want to tell them? <laughs> yeah, for everybody who thinks I'm born in Canada, I'm not. <laughs> I was born in Nigeria, Lafia. Um, Benway State um, moved to Canada when I was six years old. Grew up in Burlington. Just yeah. set the record straight. That's it. NBA.com I, has you as born in Burlington. Doesn't even matter, bro. <laughs> I'm from. I know where I'm from. Everybody who knows me knows where I'm from. That's yeah. All you're not playing Nigerian national team as like a technical. Yeah, no, 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 no,
Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Sorry to, to, good, to nuke good. that. But, yeah, yeah, you're talking about your Olympic experience. What you it was really good, man. About? Honestly, it was a little tough because we lost all three games. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super frustrating, especially knowing the type of person I am. Like, I just like to win. Um, so that kind of took a little bit away from the experience during the time. But in retrospect, like, just being in that type of environment, watching the top athletes in their respective sports just all in one area everybody just walking around it's pretty sick so you got to have the olympic experience mm-hmm. of like the, the olympic village or how, how much did covid impact the your ability to a lot spectate? we couldn't go watch any of the other sports that was one of the big things and just the protocol stuff was pretty annoying but what event would you have gotten watched if you could Mm, I would have gone to everything that was possible. These are Olympics, bro. I would have gone to yeah. everything I possibly could have. Whatever, fencing, biking, uh, BMX, skateboard. I would have gone to everything. Women's basketball. Yeah. I would have gone to whatever I could. Were you allowed to go to other basketball games? Mm-mm. I wouldn't have to do nothing, bro. Watch everything from the TV. Suck. So you're in the room a lot? I was in the room and walking around a lot, yeah. That's, that's a tough experience. But something that probably wasn't... Um, I'm not going to say it wasn't foreseeable, but it was still... A milestone that you reached, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Being on the Olympic team, mm-hmm. something you definitely set off for, something you're very prideful of. Um, so you have the Olympic experience, you have the Team USA game. Mm-hmm. You're you're leaving Israel, having played some of your best basketball. At what point? Um, sidebar called it on the NBA show thing on the mm-hmm. other podcast. I thought it was on the cards for you. You don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But when did Denver reach out? Did other teams reach out? How? When did the NBA start so, actually ringing? Um, I got me a new agent, um, and he was basically more, um, uh, I don't know what's the word for it. He just knew more about the NBA than my mm-hmm. previous agent, and that's something I wanted to chase, so I felt that he'd be a good asset to have um, along the way. Um, so he told me, like, yeah, we're going to get you a bunch of workouts and get you to somebody who just experienced that, and then it's basically you to do what you want with them, you know? So I had to work out with Utah Jazz. It went really well. Um, and then the Denver Nuggets had reached out to me early um, about um, playing summer league with them before the USA game, so. Um, oh, so you were on the radar. Yeah, I was on the radar a little bit before all that stuff happened. And when these opportunities start coming about, Please tell me you enjoyed it. What? <laughs> Please tell me you enjoyed it. It's so hard, bro, because, like, I'm not in it to, like, it's just, like, it's work. It's yeah, work. Yeah, you, you did four years in Ottawa, which it's is obviously work. an incredible, incredible yeah. uh, program. But you beat your circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, you went uh, four years yeah. as a GG. You weren't even starting yeah. right off the bat. And then you go second division Spain. Mm-hmm. Make I it came to a Israel. long way, man. I came a very, very long way, but... What I like to tell myself is I didn't come this far to get this far. So when it comes to staying locked in, that's what I do. Like, I don't want to sit there and celebrate little victories right. when, like, I'm focusing on winning the whole war. You know, like, I want it, I want it all, man. Like, whatever's meant for me, like, I want it. So um, during the Denver Nuggets stuff, it's like, okay, like, I'm happy, but there's still work to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Team USA, same thing. I'm happy there's still work to do. Maccabi Tel Aviv, I'm happy there's still work to do. It's just... Got to keep it pushing. Even now, I'm just like, got to go to Australia. There's still work to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I understand, but it's like nobody can take those moments away from me ever again in my entire life. So I've been the entire life to celebrate. In those little moments, I knew those weren't the time to celebrate. Those is going to take away from my focus. It's going to take away from potentially 
making what I want to, uh, making it to where I want to be. So it's like, if that's not going to be one of the reasons I don't make it, you know? And so that was my men- celebrating and being too happy and feeling like I'd accomplished a lot. When in retrospect, it's like I just scored 17 against Team USA or I'm at the Olympic. And I like I play it down a little bit and it's just who I am, man. I just can't yeah. sit here and just be too excited about it. I'm definitely grateful for it. But like like I said, like I got way farther to go. You know, this is only a little bit of my story. Mm-hmm. Like I want to play basketball for a very, very, very long time. And if that ends up happening, then that's like these last four years are just four years. Like right. I want to play for as long. I'm 27 now. I want to play hopefully another six, seven years. And I want these six, seven years to be the best. And in order for them to be the best, it's like I can't sit worrying and or celebrating past victories or being content with this. Like, no, I'm not content with this. I want more. I want everything that's meant for me. Like, and I'm going to continue to work for it. And I'm going to sacrifice celebrations 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 times if it means getting closer to where I'm supposed to be. Well, that's, that's probably how a person from your set of circumstances makes it to where they go, right? <laughs> for real, man. Like, I'm just... It's been, I've been like that for a very, very long time. Um, I'm going to continue to be like that. When I retire from this game of basketball, I think I'm going to start talking hella shit. <laughs> I'm going to start talking crazy. When, when, when it's when it's time, I need you to text me. Let me know. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I want to see the celebration. Yeah. I, I want to know. Because, dude, you, you've done you've done so much. Like, I, I, look, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to blow smoke, but mm-hmm. it's just like your circumstances to where you are. There's mm-hmm. people that go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People that are McDonald's All-Americans, mm-hmm. whatever, and then slide. So mm-hmm. to see someone from around here do what mm-hmm. you do and, and progress that's, it. That's the it. only thing I could really sit down and appreciate is um, inspiring. Mm-hmm. Inspiring kids to believe that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like when some kids be hitting me on, what do you think I should do here? Like, what are your opinions on here and this? Like, and I just give them my true, like, my true answers on what I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that. That's the one thing I love about the game because it's done so much for me. It's really, like, helped me out in life so much. Like, helped my family out so much in life that if it could help any other kid the same way, that would be it. And I have a part in doing that. Like, yeah. that's, that's way more than any Team USA game yeah. or Olympic experience. Like... Any kid who can, let's say, just go from CIS and become a successful pro, and I had help doing that, like, love. Like, that's 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 it for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And for anyone that's seeing or hearing this podcast before the one we did a, a while ago, we go into a lot of detail about mm-hmm. the early Caleb Vigata saga and how Ma didn't even want you to hoop like that. And I, I still think about that a lot. Yo, this is my last game for real. <laughs> when you're talking about, you know, about this game in like middle school. Or Bro, something. this is my last game for real, man. Like <laughs> sitting there, like seeing my test result, yeah. being like, damn, like I'm about to play my last game for real. Like, oh, she going to cut me. I can't go to practice tonight. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who I was talking to about that uh, a couple of days ago, but. That was my life, like, mm-hmm. but like I said, it, it helped build all this. It helped, you know, make my understanding and appreciation and grind for it even realer because it was something that could have been taken away right. based on a 68 and a 70% on that's a crazy. science test. That's crazy. Do you guys laugh about it now? Hell yeah, we laugh about it. Oh yeah. My mom is, she's an academic. Shout out to my mom. Mm-hmm. She finished her PhD earlier this summer. 
Oh, um, wow. So she was big time um, in school, like most immigrant parents are. So school was everything for her, and she was having heart attacks because of the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> she thought I was wasting my time. But uh, I made it happen, man. Yeah. I made it happen, and now she's proud and she's happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, that's just a crazy story. Please mm-hmm. go back and watch that if you haven't yeah. seen that. Like, there, there is a lot to There's a lot of stuff in there, yeah. Um, we're almost about to wrap up. We've got a few more for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to talk more about Summer League and mm-hmm. just how the NBA experience compares to everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk in, first day, Denver, in, in Vegas, mm-hmm. take the keys. How is um, what happens? What's so, the process? Uh, I just came in. Um, they had me playing the one the first couple of games, um, which is out of position for me, but whatever. I'm mm-hmm. uh, just going to make it happen. Um, so it was just like kind of excited to showcase myself and prove to the NBA scouts and everybody watching, like, show them who I was type. So just went in with the most confidence. Um, from practices to games, just try to just be the best version of myself. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. The first game, I had a decent game, but we lost. You had a big um, game. Yeah. Decent game. <laughs> it was cool. Game. It was like we lost, though, so I'm not really too big on it. Mm-hmm. But um, we played against one of my close close friends, Gabe, Gabe Vincent, mm-hmm. Gabe Namdi. Uh, my boy, shout out Gabe. I was so mad we lost to him because he was on the bench, like <laughs> talking shit, and now we ended up getting <laughs> smacked. So. Not something I I was too happy about. Um, yeah, so just just it was just up and down, man. It was yeah. it was tough trying to navigate through the whole NBA process for the first time at twenty seven mm-hmm. years old. You know, um, a lot of ups and a lot of downs, good things, bad things, but just saw it through at the end. Obviously, didn't accomplish the goal of getting an NBA deal, but mm-hmm. that's life, man. All this stuff happens so unbelievably fast that. The fact that I didn't end up where I wanted to be this year, like it's not, it's not over with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to keep growing and got to keep putting the same work um, on and off the court, being a good person, inspiring people, um, and just staying confident. So, did you have a? Um, I already know the answer to this question, I think. Mm-hmm. But did you have a moment to think about the the fact that a guy like Fiondu Cabangeli? Is playing. Uh, did you guys cross paths? I yeah, think we did. did. I seen him. Uh, you guys played against Cleveland, right? Yeah. Oh, well, we didn't play against them, but we played. They played right after us, and I right. seen him. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember you guys dabbing up. That uh, Ignis is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, AJ Lawson, who's mm-hmm. fresh into the league. Josh mm-hmm. Primo. So you had a lot of GTA guys in there. Mm-hmm. Was there any sort of? You know, it's a pretty dope. Like, oh, you know me, bro. Yeah, I'm just I, 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 <laughs> you know me, bro. I'm kind of like I'm not. No, for all that. Plus, all yeah. those guys is like my like they're super young, you know, mm-hmm. super young. These guys is three, four, five, I, I, years, I, I, I six think, years younger than me. I think Fee is, is close to her age. Fee might be like what twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, three years older. Like I knew yeah. Fee's older sister. Like yeah, type like this is, this is my young boy. Like yeah. So I'm not really here to do the young boy first time in Vegas yeah. experience. Like I was kind of just like myself. Like I said, I, I wanted to focus on doing what I needed to do. And uh, those are good guys, and they're in the league, and I'm super happy for them, especially knowing that they're GTAs. I'm fans of all of them, um, and I hope for nothing but the best for all of them. But in terms of connecting, you know, everybody kind of has their their own circle and things to do, so I wasn't trying to press meeting anybody. So after Summer League, um, I'm imagining 
you probably have options mm -hmm. uh, as to what your next destination is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but were, were there training camp deals on the table or were you kind of looking elsewhere? No, nah, there was nothing. It was, I really? kind of, at the end, I kind of started to understand how the whole MBA works. Mm -hmm. uh, 27 years old, first time in the league. People have come into the league older than that. They have, but it's like not off. I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to sound like, I don't know what the word is, pessimistic or mm -hmm. anything, but I just knew, like, at that point, being 27 and first time in that experience, like, it wasn't my time yet, you know? Mm -hmm. I had a lot more to do and a lot more to understand before really being able to say that, okay, like, um, this is a for real shot. You know, coming in, I definitely thought it was a for real shot, but mm -hmm. towards the end, I was just like, okay, like, I kind of started to see how things were and mm -hmm. how GMs and uh, front offices, the amount of control that they have in situations. And um, just, like, understanding that, I just, just seen the bigger picture and I knew probably trying to force a plus like I'm not the type of person who I really like playing overseas I love mm -hmm. playing overseas I love going starting a new journey so um it, like it wasn't anything like oh I wasn't too down about it at first no I was pretty down about it at first yeah. <laughs> but eventually like I was able to just realize that it's not the end of the story right. you know um there's still more to do NBA is still definitely in the future for me mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna keep striving for it um, so when you're, when you're looking at the options on the table, what kind of situation were you hoping uh, to run into? Money aside. It was crazy, man, because like after the Team USA game, it was just so much hype. Like I thought I was mm -hmm. really going directly to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And then the Olympic stuff was happening and then Summer League stuff happened. And I'm like, bro, like a lot of this stuff is kind of really out of my control. You know, mm -hmm. all I could do is show up and play basketball and everybody wants this specific thing from me. And it's like, I don't really know how to give it at that point. I had just been playing basketball for the last mm -hmm. month and a half. So what do, you, what do you mean the specific thing for me? Um, it's like figuring out your role, figuring out what you do, how to yeah. excel. You know, I had some guys from the national team who are NBA, like some coaches, assistant coaches who are kind of giving me like yeah. um, hints and things of how I like, how I needed to be and how I need to play. And, um, it was just all over the place. I wish I had known all that stuff coming in mm -hmm. at one time and then I'd be able to kind of navigate through everything easier. But just getting it and seeing... Because, like, coming coming into the first game, like, I thought I had a really, really good game. Mm -hmm. But I had taken 22 shots, you yeah. know. Percentages wasn't really good. But, you know, I was just trying to do what I did. And um, apparently, like, that wasn't really good yeah. in terms of what people are looking for you know like i'm trying to get into the nba so everybody says 22 8 and 5 or whatever um is a great stat line but yeah it's a great stat line but mm -hmm. i'm not playing for a great stat line i'm playing for a contract playing for a job. and then the guys who are offering a contract like yeah we don't care about that stat line because you took 22 shots and it's like now because my situation was crazy because we had a lot of the mb there are two-way guys and uh, mm -hmm. draft picks they had COVID so they didn't even show up in the first game so it was kind of a put together team and then when they showed up in the second game um, it was basically like their time to go you know yeah. and that's how it usually works they want to see their guys so then I had to kind of step into the step back out of the limelight right. which is kind of difficult for me my second game was I had a terrible game I had zero points 
But game three was your best game, in my opinion. Game three I know game was, one, you had the best stat line, but game three was... Game three was a solid game. Very, very solid game. It was a bounce-back game for me. Um, but at that point, I felt like it was... It was it was getting to the point where... At that point, time. I was exhausted, you know? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm, I need to do this, but like I don't even know if I have the energy for it. Like, yeah. I just got to show up and just try and make something happen, which I did. I'm proud of how I finished up summer league, yeah. you know? Um, didn't finish up sorry after that zero point game, yeah, uh, double digits every game, and we started winning at the yeah. end. So, I and I contributed in, in all yeah. those wins, so um, so I was happy with how I finished, but overall, like, like, I, you know, me, man, yeah. like, just I just like I like to set my goals and how my mood and how I feel is, is dependent on right. if I accomplish those or not, you know. So, it was an amazing experience, I'm probably gonna appreciate it more years right. down the line. But as of right now, there's more to do, and I'm not. I can't be complacent. So when when you have the big game one, and then you hear the the chatter, and then the game two happens, wasn't your best work, and now you see writing on the wall. Was it? Was your basketball? Was your relationship with basketball still the same? Like, did you have any animosity as to your circumstances? Were you like, man, like, because you're also physically drained at this point, I'm, Olympics, I'm, all that. I'm physically drained. But I love this game, bro. Yeah. I'm like, bro, if I'm not doing this, first off, I'm at the pinnacle. I'm at the top right now. Yeah. You know, like, this is where I, like, I always told myself I could get to. Yeah. And there's also more to get to, but, like, I'm here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I'm exactly where I want to be. Yeah. You know? I could be somewhere in some desk job doing mm -hmm. something or in school still, like, studying. Yeah. Like, that's not what I want to do. What I want to do is play basketball. Now I'm playing basketball at the at the NBA Summer League and despite the frustrations like I'm still in love with the game and grateful for everything it's brought anyway so but you're going to Australia and um, yeah I'll, I'll just text you one new word every day yeah. see if we can build up your vocabulary <laughs> so for over there but we got um, I believe they're coming off a championship at least yeah, everything yeah. I read about Melbourne they say back yeah. to back yeah how important was it to you go to a winning situation I need to win I haven't won nothing ever I won one OUA championship that's all I want right I need to win, bro. I need to start winning ASAP. This, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all these, like, I'm doing, and I still have no championship anywhere. Like, it's, it's out of hand, bro. I need to start winning, so. So, so your expectation going into next season, you're looking for a chip. Yeah, they signed me for a chip. That's what they're trying to sign me to go back to back. They believe I'm somebody who could help, and I appreciate them for believing in me, and I'm going to go work my butt off to get it done. And so, if you haven't gotten enough context from this conversation, for your new fans in Melbourne. Actually, I want to put a pin in that. Mm. Do you ever conceptualize the fact that you have fans? Like, people are like, no. Caleb God is my favorite player. You know there's going to be a few. I have. I can't even believe. It was It was a little bit like that. And in, in, uh, when I'm overseas, yeah, yeah. I kind of I get hit by people saying they love me and all this. Like, Israel was a big time for this. But yeah. I'm just Caleb, man. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't, I don't know it's how weird, to. Right? It's weird, bro. I just like, I'm just Caleb. If I see you on the street and you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you. You know? Yeah. That's it. Like. I'm just Caleb. Like. That, that, that's something that baffles me. That, like, you know, people you grow up with, and then they have people that actually, like, you've never met. Yeah. People you've never talked to before. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, praying for your success. Yeah. And also, there's the other side of the coin, too. There's yeah. people that probably freaking hate you. Hate but. you. <laughs> Kara, keep hating. I <laughs> love it. Probably some Tel Aviv fans that probably don't love you that much. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah. Just, yeah. Some people have been, yeah, it's crazy. Some yeah. people have been, uh, <laughs> the craziest one I got was because I've been getting some wild DMs, like, some guy said, like, F you and F your family. I hope you burn to hell. Because 
we beat Team USA <laughs> and like he lost like some money on stuff. So I'm like, dang, like you're down horrible right now. You got to <laughs> figure this out because I don't even know you and you out here cussing me out. Like, got to figure that out. But again, probably a huge blessing to have legitimate fits. When someone comes up to me and says, oh, are you a Scandi? I'm like, this is not, <laughs> that, that's weird. <laughs> For real. I'm not like, yeah, I feel you like. But hey, not to even remotely compare circumstances. You're, no, you're, it's like, not people, that big people for look me either, up to bro. you. Like, people look up to me. Yeah, I give them something to look up to. Like I work hard, I do the right thing. So if you want to look up to me, look up to me. Like it's not nothing crazy over here. Like I looked up to a bunch of people growing up too. So yeah, not the first time for any of that. And I know there's gonna be a time where you're gonna tap more into that. That's all I'm gonna say on mm -hmm. that front. I know it's something that you you care about. Yeah, you care about uh, dearly. So. Uh, again, before we went a little sidetracked there, mm -hmm. um, for the Melbourne fans, Caleb Agata is on your team. Mm -hmm. What can they expect out of Caleb Agata? What do you expect of yourself this year? Just a lot of heart and a lot of passion. Like, I really love this game. I love to work. I love to get better. So I want to improve. I want to um, add on to all the success I seen last year and all the improvements I seen last year. So. What they're gonna expect from me is just just the best Caleb, somebody who's gonna come out every night and play hard, play his heart out, and just give them <laughs> just give them what they want to see. Caleb, I don't even gotta say it, but you know we got we got you back over here. We're supporting Facts. you all the way. We're we're excited to to see what happens and mm -hmm. uh, maybe tap back in. Let, let's give it some more time to breathe next yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I feel like it's important oh, to, yeah. to to hear about how you're you know last six months have been and it's been an incredible journey to watch and mm -hmm. we're rooting for you bro appreciate it man appreciate you bro my guy Ooh.